everybody. We're back. Yay. We're here. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, another morbid moment episode appears in your iTunes thing. <laughs> cool. Uh, hi, friends. My name is Katie Stick or Treat Nyborg. And joining me as always is Red Rum, the uncredited spelled backwards. <laughs> and somewhere around here is Toki. The friendly ghost. <laughs> it's October, if you can't tell. Have you noticed? I'm so excited. Uh, so I got a couple of announcements for you guys right off the bat, so we'll just roll into those. Uh, we have new microphones. We have functioning microphones. We have real big kid microphones <laughs> that haven't been broken. We even have, I think, dynamic microphones as opposed to compressor microphones Whoa. which means you won't hear nearly as many planes flying overhead <laughs> is that what that means well i mean you still might hear a couple of planes every once in a while because we are in a flight path so don't worry if you like really enjoyed that aspect of the podcast <laughs> there may still be noise but for those plane noise fans <laughs> it sounds real nice now um and in case you missed the emergency message our old microphone finally bit the dust like just as we were getting ready to record the episode that was already a week late like last I don't even know how long ago that was it's it's been a while but we were able to scramble and uh finally get this new sound equipment that I've had my eyes on for a while so here we are it's finally happened we're like a big kid podcast now <laughs> we did it and I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors on Patreon because oh gosh, yes. knowing that we have a little bit of extra money coming in from that is one of the big things that made me feel comfortable making this big purchase all of a sudden, like when we really needed it. So because of you guys, we're here and we did it. I hope you guys are really proud. Yeah, it turns out that Patreon thing really is super helpful. So this new sound is because of you. Literally. Thanks, so thank you. The second thing that I wanted to bring up is that we are going to change the morbid moment schedule around just a little bit. Uh, I have decided to start trying to put out episodes every three weeks instead of every two weeks. Honestly, I don't think you guys are going to notice <laughs> because... As that's, that's about our pace anyway. <laughs> for the, well, ever since I started my new full-time job, I have only had the weekends to work on these episodes, and so they've been coming out kind of late anyway. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we have a little bit of extra time, I will have the space to actually, you know, dive into doing some good research and, you know, learn about new topics and all those cool suggested topics you guys keep sending in. Instead of going, oh, I have to do this in like eight hours. What do I already know about? Yeah, we just don't want to be rushed. And it'll give us... I'm excited because it'll give us uh, more time to produce more content for like Patreon and stuff. Because there's a lot of mini episodes that we've been wanting to record. And I've got a, like a big old pile of bloopers that I've been wanting to assemble. And pictures that I want to put up on Patreon. And so having that extra little leeway will, I think benefit us greatly we want to make it really worth it for those patrons so i think facing things out a little bit will get you better content in the podcast and more cool stuff heading to patreon which will in turn you know help us come out with more cool stuff for everyone so i think it'll be great 
I think it'll be a good thing. Somewhere around here, there's a metaphor about like curling up into our chrysalis and like liquefying and then <laughs> reforming as a beautiful, beautiful morbid butterfly. I I think I would have just gone for like rising from the grave, like a zombie. Yeah. So we're or a vampire. Okay. There's other undead things. All right. I was gonna say like coming just... back with new microphones is fleshy, gross, decaying. Fits our podcast. <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> it's more morbid than a butterfly. <laughs> so speaking of morbid, that's enough housekeeping. Let's get into our get to know you topic. Because I've actually been waiting to ask this for like a month now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I was thinking, remember when we were in Salem for the eclipse mm -hmm. and you were looking up spooky haunted places in Salem and mm -hmm. we found that old townhouse old farmhouse mm -hmm. i forget what it was but the rumor on the internets was that there's the ghost of a chick that like can be seen in the window and you know people will show up and want to do a little ghost tours and stuff mm -hmm. and then we were like yeah we'll totally do it and then you looked deeper did a little more research and it was like oh there's actually no record of anyone dying in this house or anyone like actually seeing this ghost like the person that first said that the house was haunted kind of made it up and maybe never even visited oh oh yeah yeah that sounds familiar and the people who live in the house actually get really mad if you show up like oh it's the haunted house they're like no there's no ghosts there's like there's <laughs> that's there's, right they're like there's no ghosts <laughs> stop showing up this here. is a beautiful historic mansion and we give tours because it is historic and beautiful please stop implying that there's a dead woman on our second floor this is not a ghost tour <laughs> this is not a ghost tour there are no ghosts <laughs> yes. so that got me thinking i got really curious if our little tiny one bedroom apartment was haunted like, if we had some ghost activity, maybe, like, low-key poltergeist, mm -hmm. would you try to monetize that shit? Or would you be like, no, I'm not telling anyone about my haunted apartment? What would you do? Do you already have an answer for this? I think I do, I was yes. gonna say, I assume, because, you know, this has been sitting for a month that you've had time to think about I it. I have had a bit, yes. Do you want me to answer first? Yes. You do realize that mine is going to actually be a series of questions? Because you want to know the exact circumstances under which you have to make this decision? Yes, actually. Okay. I was prepared for this. Lay them on me. <laughs> Question number one. Okay. Is this ghost activity reliable enough that if I try to monetize it, it would work? Um... Yes. Because I don't want a bunch of people coming over to my house. Actually, sort of. I'm going to say sort of. Sort of. Like an Enfield poltergeist level of reliable. Okay, well, that's pretty damn reliable. That's pretty damn reliable. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's not like, well, sometimes I hear this sound when I'm sleeping, but you guys will never end up probably hearing it. Okay, I'm going to say, yeah, reliable. All right, okay. A fair amount of ghost activity. All right. Also, is this a nice ghost? Um, Have we talked to this? Like, I assume that we're going to get to know this ghost, right? Mm, I, think I mean, I know we have the rule: don't talk to ghosts. Uh -huh. But I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna like go into business, I would want to like talk to our business partner, mm. see what they think. Like, I would like to know. Hey, hey, ghost! Hey, look, um, 
Can I get a copy of your schedule? Do you have a resume on hand? Um, I mean, I can, I was just, you know, I'm going to need you to sign some non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> and <laughs> Don't tell them what you've been seeing if you've been spying on us. <laughs> you know, just want to make, I want to draft a contract so that we're all cool. <laughs> and if later this goes to court, I just want to make sure that we're all, all our bases are covered in favor. Um, Do you have an agent? Do you want an agent? <laughs> are we legally obligated to get you a ghost agent? So, yeah, so that's kind of. I, I would like to know the personality hmm. of our ghost partner. I'm going to say I'm going with this poltergeist storyline and that it seems like it's kind of agitated, but not like trying to push us downstairs. Mostly it just like flings stuff around the kitchen every once in a while. Okay, so we haven't gotten the clear message of like, get out of this apartment. Yeah, there isn't like writing on the wall in blood yet. Or like, if anybody comes to visit me, I'll kill them. Yeah. Then yeah, totes. Totes? Yeah. You would totally monetize it? Absolutely. So much? For science. For and science. And for money. And for money. I like both of those things. <laughs> and our ghost friend, I, I don't feel like, as long as I didn't feel like I was like, well, I guess I'm literally capitalizing on this trapped spirit. Mm -hmm. But like, if I could get my conscience to shut up, then yeah. Okay. So if there was enough things where I'm like, all right, they're just kind of pissy. But they seem like they want to get some kind of message across. Might as well open up to a larger forum. That's and charge <laughs> a little bit of charge. a fee. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. And they'll be like a gainfully employed ghost. And if they wanted us to buy something for them, you know, I mean, we would just be, you know, I would share the money with the ghost. Yeah, if they had oh, some sort of wish of yeah material possession. Yeah, so they're not like you know maybe they want me to buy them a doll body. Oh, well, this will be very relevant soon. <laughs> but that's really funny because I think I decided that if there was a ghost in this house and it was fairly reliable, I would not want to monetize it. Why? Because I would get so fucking sick of ghost hunters coming into the house. No, that's true. Maybe we would either get us a like little cottage to stay in oh, to okay. get a break from our place oh okay you know because we're making money so, so we could like maybe bed have breakfast a summer home somewhere yeah. else and then just rent out our apartment as the ghost location yeah something like that or like only open it up for visitors on tuesdays you have something. a compelling argument i like this angle i'm business minded <laughs> this is this is why we're together yeah, so because like, we make money out I of mean, ghost I, situations. I mean, I'm an introvert. You're an introvert. I assume the ghost is an introvert. I would cater to that mm -hmm. and make money. Okay, I'm... dang. Then I think I changed my mind. I would rent a lovely little summer <laughs> home somewhere else that's not haunted, and then be like, "Go forth." Yes. <laughs> whenever, whenever your ghost hunter episode comes out, I want a copy. Uh, excellent. I love it. Come out, ghost. Not scared of you. Please stop breaking all of our stuff. Please stop <laughs> yelling. We have downstairs neighbors. <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> so then slight uh, tangent. Well, yeah, I was going to ask this because I assumed you would say no for some reason. But <laughs> if someone had been brutally, like if we go to, what is it, like whodiedinmyhouse.com or something. Is think that a place? I think it's diedinhouse.com where you can... Like, look up records? Well, you have to pay them, like, $35, and they will look up if anyone has ever died in your house. Dude. It's actually super legit and cool. Okay. But, so if we find out that there was, like, a crazy murder-suicide uh -huh. in our house, or, like, 
some guy serial killed like a bunch of his girlfriends in our house uh-huh. ages ago uh-huh. and then we moved in we found all this out uh-huh. would you then monetize it as like a sightseeing well at or that a tourist point, attraction well at that point if this was like some dickhead that killed a bunch of people and it's his ghost then i wouldn't feel bad and heck yeah i would monetize it okay that's and, the one i would monetize but if it was the victims then i would you know ask and see how they are i, mean, I didn't they... even assume they had ghosts i mean just like you know people go to the cecil hotel because a bunch of serial killers stayed there oh then yeah so i'm sure it'd be full of people that want to stay in the same house as well, at that point, I think our landlord would take it away from us and just rent it out to people. Who... That's probably true. It might not be in our hands at that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been fascinating. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for uh, indulging my I, curiosity. I've gotten, I've gotten to know more about us. Yeah. I think we've all learned some things. I think we all have some things to think about. Yeah. I think it's an important plan. You know, if your house is ever haunted, what are you going to do? You got to know what you're going to do in the case of zombies and also hauntings. Probably call a priest. That's generally a good idea. For the hauntings or the... For the hauntings. That's only if you want to get rid of them. Well, usually I'd like to get rid of them. But we just said we wanted to monetize it. Again, it's it's a... There's a... We have to play it as it goes. I was going to say, this Each is apparently... Each haunting is unique. A, this is apparently a longer conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> so I, I won't... Uh, I won't keep everyone waiting, since I'm sure everyone wants to know what that haunted doll thing was about that we alluded to earlier. Hey. Hey. Guess what our theme is today. <laughs> guess what? There's a Jonathan Colton song that you all should look up right now called Creepy Doll. You're welcome. <laughs> so... Halloween month is upon us. Is that that's dwarves? Yeah. Is it a witch maybe? Yeah. Okay. Um. What other like? I'm a bat. You're not a creaky floor. I could also be a creaky floor. And a door. Yeah. And and the door. Okay. Could you? It's a door closing. Okay, please, let's just... <laughs> oh, God. So Halloween's here. And I love I love October so much because for 31 days, I'm not the only one that likes skulls. <laughs> I do feel like less of a weirdo. Like, just everyone at work is walking around in their skull dresses and drawing zombies on the whiteboards, and they have cute little Halloween signs that are like, Boo Alley is this way, and... I just, it warms my heart, my morbid little heart. I do find, though, that I feel more normal during October than, like, time to let my spooky flag fly. It's like, oh, all right. Mm. Well, I guess we're all ghost friends this month. Okay. <laughs> if I suddenly sound way closer to my microphone, it's because I just adjusted it. Okay. I hope that, like, over the course of us talking, it just sounded like you were just getting a little bit farther and farther and then just noticed when you were about here. Yeah, my microphone was literally, like, (laughs) slipping down on its stand, like, just slowly sinking. (laughs) So I'm back now. Um, All right. It's also, no jokes for a second. This is serious. By the time this episode goes up, I think it will be two weeks since the Las Vegas strip shooting happened. So in light of that, we also wanted to do kind of a fun, low-key topic this week. Mm -hmm. There there may have been an original episode idea that was pushed later to the schedule yeah it was a little gory so nobody really wanted to do that too soon so we can turn the jokes back on now 
Jokes hey, are back. Hey, jokes, come hey, on jokes. back. <laughs> uh, so we uh, wanted something fun. We wanted to do something like classic and Halloween-y and spooky. And what could be more whimsical and October-y than haunted dolls? Haunted dolls. Haunted dolls. That's right. They are in every horror movie. They're in a ton Literally of- Literally every horror movie. If you look- Carefully, in the background of every horror movie, you will find a creepy doll. They're in a ton of BuzzFeed videos right now. Yeah, well, I They're think, all over the internet. Yeah, I was going to say, like... They're kind of trending. Yeah, like, haunted dolls, I think, have become suddenly, and I don't know how this happened, suddenly like an in thing. It's yeah. like the trendy, spooky thing right now. Yeah, there, and there's probably a ton in your grandmother's attic right now. So, <laughs> haunted dolls are everywhere. And I think this is the perfect time to dive into one of my favorite stories about a cute toy that may or may not want to kill you in your sleep. Yay! So, real fast, uh, Red, what are your opinions on haunted dolls? Uh, I think... Spooky dolls. I think the, the hype, mm-hmm. the current hype is overblown. All right. And there's a lot of weird people making a lot of weird money on selling dolls that are supposedly haunted. I think there's a lot of fakes out there. Yeah. But the idea of an actual haunted doll is for some reason too legit for me. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about uh, the idea of a legitimately haunted doll that actually scares me a lot. And I don't know if it's because I believe it, mm. but the idea is really scary. It is a very scary idea. The funny thing is that I'm not really afraid of dolls in the same way that I'm not really afraid of clowns believe this shit i know so i'm kind of the exception here i've got a friend who's afraid of clowns so also whenever she sees like cute doll faces if she looks at them for too long she just gets creeped out (laughs) similar reason but dolls freak a lot of people out it's a very like even if they're kind of cute dolls people often just get a little nervous because they're like weird little people weird little staring unaging people that are just kind of watching you people and they're associated with children and children are creepy yeah and you know they're really easy to project personalities onto them sort of like how people project personalities onto their dogs they're really easy to assign a personality to just because they're so they have human features sort of you know, I think maybe that's one of the reasons that the idea of an actual haunted doll creeps me out so much mm-hmm. is, you know, that whole, oh, if I think about it or if I acknowledge it, it gives it more power mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so they seem like a magnet for that, kind of like how mirrors are. Yeah. Like, I mean, we... even, even if mirrors are never actually haunted and they ha- there's nothing special about mirrors at all, it's still really creepy because I feel like if I look at a mirror... And think about getting creeped out, something will happen. Uh-huh. Well, and dolls, like, we encourage children to put personalities onto dolls. Like, we learned from a young age that that's something that we should do. Yeah. Is, like, give life to these inanimate objects because it's just sort of part of the emotional growing process. So it's very, it can get real creepy real fast. Yeah, it's just way too easy to imagine that this thing is somehow alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, at least I know as I uh, when I was a kid, I had the whole Toy Story theory where it's like, ah. of course my toys are alive and they're just still when I'm looking at them. So like, it's way, way too easy for me to picture this thing as like just tricking me 
into mm-hmm. thinking that it's a harmless little doll. Yeah, and the real the real terror comes when you have a doll that seems to be acting in a way that you would not want it to act because a doll that that's means... acting in any way in any way <laughs> yeah because that means like you didn't put that there like how did it get there yeah. like what evil force is in this doll yeah. so what has gone horribly wrong but enough about uh psychology i guess let's i am red yes i'm uh, no i am red you are a red i am stick red <laughs> yes comma I am going to show you a picture, and I would. Oh yeah! I would like you to describe today's subject. Yes, I would like you to describe what you see to the class. Sure. Please oh, hold. I will be your eyes. I will paint you a word picture. Ah. Oh. Here ready. comes the I'm reveal. Ready. I'm ready. Oh god! Oh god! Mm-hmm. Well, that thing is clearly the mastermind. Okay, that's good. All right, so this little sailor boy. Well, can you back that up a little? Sailor Boy doll? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I assumed they would figure out that it is a doll and not an actual Sailor Boy. But okay. weird little Sailor Boy with his face looks kind of like a soulless potato. Yeah. With just little black eyes. When you were being homeschooled, did your mom ever have you make those weird dolls out of like pantyhose and stuffing and you yes. like so little yes. features into them and they always yes. look like creepy potatoes it looks like a it looks like a pantyhose doll with potato skin i don't know what are those holes in his face does he is his face like foam it's uh not foam it's just a little bit aged okay and his got weird little soft feet and little rag hands mm-hmm. just kind of shapeless and weird so uh, it's not like a porcelain doll or no. a it's like, it's weird. Like, you look at him and you can't quite tell what he's made out of, but then he's got a stuffed animal. Yeah. Of ambiguous species. Yeah. On his, oh, oh, she's clicking through the pictures. There's and he's another just, one. He's just got these little empty soulless black eyes, but this stuffed animal on his lap has these giant, you can see the whites of its eyes, staring, mouth open expression. Mm. It looks, it looks cognizant where this doll is just this like lifeless soulless sack of body shape Ooh, the funny thing is i don't actually know where the animal doll comes from is that just like given to him at some point recently maybe i don't know if it a lot belonged to the original doll uh or if that was something that they added to maybe give him a friend Oof. but today we will be talking about robert the doll so if you would like to join in at home, go ahead and Google image search Robert the doll. He's very scary looking. He It's unsettling. He has an evil little face, I think. Like he doesn't even have normal human looking doll eyes. No. They're just little shiny, little beady, beady black eyes. So we're going to talk about Robert. Robert's story begins back in 1904. Okay. So he's a little old now. Uh... When the Otto family moved into a gorgeous Victorian-style mansion in the Florida Keys to settle down and be very rich and uh, (laughs) have their third kid. I guess like you do in Florida. Uh, When this kid was born, they named him Robert Eugene Otto, but everyone called him Gene after his middle name because that's kind of a thing that people do, I guess. Oh, in the South, supposedly? Yeah. I've heard that. So, uh... 
A lot of the time, Jean was looked after by one of their maids, uh, who was a woman of color whose name has been lost to history, because why would you bother writing down the name of a woman of color in Florida in 1902? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's not like this will come up later. Thanks, history. Thanks, history. I get so mad. <laughs> anyway, she's in the story because when Jean was four years old, uh, she gave him this doll. Which at the time must have just been the coolest present because one, he didn't look like full of holes yet. He looked brand new. Uh, this doll is almost three feet tall. Yeah, it looks like a big doll. It is. Uh, was almost as big as Jean was. Like, you know, back in the 90s, I think they used to have those big three foot tall Barbie dolls. My sister had one. Mm-hmm. Her name was Ellie Mae. Okay. She could walk. Yeah. But when you're like four, that's just the dream. Oh yeah, it that's was, all you we want. Had a big plastic friend. Yeah. So the doll is made of fabric and stuffed mostly with straw. And as Red described, it is dressed in a little sailor suit. So Jean loved this doll. Loved this doll so much. Best he friend. Best friend. He named him Robert after his own first name. Mm-hmm. And pretty much took it with him everywhere that he went. Uh, he'd take Robert out to family outings, and they would play together, and they got tucked into bed together because they were best friends. Buddies. Um, Robert even had his own little seat next to them at the dinner table, and Jean would, like, sneak him little bits of food and pretend that he was <laughs> eating it, and this everyone was cute. like, a cute oh, story. this, this is, is nice. cute, this is nice. Oh, he's playing with his doll. He thinks this is a person. That's so cute. And then one day, things started being less cute. For example, it was pretty normal for the family to hear Gene, like, just talking up in his playroom because, mm -hmm. you know, he's playing with his imaginary friends mm -hmm. and they're going on adventures. And that's what four-year-old kids do. Yeah. But after Robert showed up, Gene's mother noticed that his talking started sounding... Like he was actually having a conversation with someone. He would sound like kind of timid and nervous about something. And then he would respond again in like a gruffer, angry, frustrated voice. Mm. And then he would sound like really nervous again. Okay. Which was weird. And the mother reported that she would sometimes actually like try to sneak up into his room and then, like, burst through the door and see what he's up to. Uh -huh. And she would find him huddled up in a corner. Hugging his knees while Robert was sitting on the edge of the bed and, quote, glaring at him. Oh, okay. So that really should have been their first warning. And otherwise, he seems to have had, like, a normal childhood. Yeah. There's not something that they know of that was, like, traumatic that he was working through Well, in a aside from way. the fact that his parents were rich and, and they had, you know, had a mostly, life. <laughs> mostly had uh, maids take care of him, not his parents, but okay. that was very typical back in yeah. rich white Florida 1904. Okay. At other times, the adults would hear a big crash from the playroom all of a sudden, and they'd run up there and find that the place was trashed. Like, drawers were pulled out of stuff, and furniture would be knocked over, and there was just, like, clothes spilled all over the floor. And then they started finding other stuff, like, randomly knocked over in other parts of the house, like a lamp or 
mm-hmm. I don't know, like a vase. A vase. Whatever whatever rich white people in Florida uh-huh. in 1904 have. <laughs> or they just start finding stuff getting moved around for no reason. And like random messes in the house. Okay. At first, they thought that Jean was doing this. Like maybe... Right, the he, child in the, the house. The child in the house was like acting out or being weird or yeah. playing some sort of a mean game. Mm-hmm. But... When they asked him about it, he would say, no, Robert did it. Right. The parents did not believe him because Robert is a doll. (laughs) However, Gene is four. I want to just keep stressing that Gene is four years old. Oh, he's still four. He's still four. This something that started to happen when he was older. No, no. He is a small child. Okay. Gene is very young. Some time may have passed, but he's not- He's still pretty much four. He's a baby. Okay. Then- the staff in the house started reporting that they would come through for their night shift and they would find plates and dishes smashed on the kitchen floor when they come in, which is odd. Uh-huh. And then some staff reported like going into locked guest rooms for some routine cleaning and they would find that the bedspread had been like shoved off of the bed and onto the floor or find like other weird Messes like that in rooms that are always locked. Huh. Yeah, that seems a little difficult for a four-year-old to pull off. It also seems really not a fun thing for a four-year-old to do. Like, I, it would yeah, it at least that's... be set up like a tent or something. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> like, yeah, if they were, like, going in the, these locked rooms and finding pillow forts. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. They found some other stuff, like uh, one person found a bunch of clothes and other fabric that had just been ripped to shreds by something. That's, that's normal. Not normal four-year-old boy behavior, but maybe like a dog got in or a <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> so the staff were really creeped out because they were sensible people. Mm-hmm. And they especially didn't like Robert. Some, I don't like Robert. I don't like Robert. Uh, some of them, like, even claimed that they saw him blink. Ugh. They didn't like Robert. Robert creeped everyone out. I don't like it. Yeah, and if that wasn't enough, both the staff and the family eventually started hearing weird noises coming from around the house in the dead of night, like thumps and laughing. And little voices saying, I'm a doll. I'm gonna kill you while you sleep. Uh-huh. Staff started quitting because hell no. Oh my, it was that bad. Staff started quitting because the house seemed really fucking spooky. Wow. Also, I mean, if you walk into a house over and over and there's just shit broken on the floor and like always a bunch of weird messes to clean up, that's another good reason to quit. But it was mostly because they were freaked out. By all the weird shit that kept happening. Yeah, so it was it was that freaky that they actually started to quit. Yeah. And regardless of whether or not the doll was actually haunted, this stuff was still happening, so the Otto family suddenly had to deal with this revolving door of staff mm-hmm. because no one wanted to stay and work in the spooky haunted dollhouse for very long. And word traveled fast that something was up with that house. So, like, it was hard to even get new hires. Wow. So the Otto family is stressed out because this ex- it's extremely expensive to have to keep hiring people and training them yeah. only for them to quit a couple of weeks later, yeah. only to find more people to hire to train them uh-huh. for them to quit. 
So they were having a tough time. Dang. On top of also living with all of these creepy noises and messes and weird things happening all the time. So for a while, the parents just got more and more frustrated with Gene because he was the only person that they could imagine would He's be doing this. He's the only person to blame. <laughs> but despite them blaming him and punishing him many times for causing trouble, he just always insisted, like really upset, that Robert was the one doing it, not him. Jeez. Always, okay. always insisted it was Robert's fault. All right. Eventually, though, they noticed that some of the weird things happening in the house could not have possibly been Gene. Like hearing laughter in one side of the house while Gene was fast asleep in the other side of the house. Mm. Or staff coming back to find a big mess in the house when literally none of the family members had been home all day. Mm. Finally, the Otto family realized that they were in over their heads and they didn't know what was going on and it was scary and no one would work for them. So some of their extended family stepped in to help out. An aunt in the family. An aunt. Or if uh, you're from Chicago, an aunt. The aunt. I don't know what to, how to say it now. Anyway, and I'll say an aunt. Thank you. An aunt came over to visit and um, saying what we're all thinking pretty quickly determined that Robert was fucking evil. <laughs> um, that was a quote. <laughs> direct quote. 1904. This doll is fucking evil. <laughs> said the aunt hella evil hella evil so uh, very quickly decided that robert was the problem at that that the family should get rid of the evil doll seems reasonable fair so the parents finally took robert and they put him in a box and they shoved that box up in the attic and they were just kind of determined to never think about the doll again just the like boy will grow out of it it'll, it'll be, be fine. fine that night the visiting aunt died <gasps> oh shit oh shit oh shit doctors determine that she died of perfectly normal old person problems okay but the Otto family did not believe that <laughs> for one second <laughs> shit dude <laughs> they were so scared that they actually went back into the attic and pulled Robert back out of the box set him on fire <laughs> I wish no they just Returned him to the house and let him hang out. Oh, like to appease him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he um, he just sort of lived in there with them for a long time, and weird shit just kept happening, and they just sort of lived with it. Wow. From that day forward, because the warning shots had been fired. I guess it can't be a warning shot. I think she that died. Was <laughs> a kill shot. <laughs> so fast forward. Many years. Thank you. Gene, the little boy, mm -hmm. is now an adult. All right, he made it. Uh, he moved out of the house. Mm -hmm. He uh, became a painter. Oh, that's good. He got married. Sweet. Things were great. But uh, when the Otto parents died and left him with the old Florida mansion house, he moved back in. With his wife, because they had this beautiful Victorian mansion in Florida. Yeah. But Robert was still there oh. in the house, because they'd never gotten rid of him. He was just, you know, waiting for him. Uh-huh. Hey, friend. So, Jean, now a full-grown adult, reportedly started carrying the doll around the house with him. Oh, no. Yeah, and um, 
Robert would also sit with them at dinner. Oh, no. And sit on a chair next to the bed while he and his wife were sleeping. God. Gene's wife hated the doll. No, really? Yeah, I can't say. imagine that. Did not like it one bit. And he, she tried to make Gene get rid of it. And for a while, Gene locked Robert up in a box and tried to shove him back up into the attic again. Uh-huh. Just fucking, just die up there, man. Just don't. Just, it's not real. It's fine. You're just a doll. I'm an adult. But... They would hear thumping and scraping noises from up in the attic at uh, night. Uh uh. Uh uh. Uh uh. Huh, it must just be a rat. A really big rat. Uh, a really, really ba- big, angry, doll sized rat. Really big, three foot tall. God, uh. Okay. Sometimes they would hear laughter from other parts of the house when no one should have been there. Oh, man. Teehee. Did he have kids or was it just the wife? It was just the wife. Okay. Um, but eventually Jean caved and. Brought Robert back out of the attic again. Okay. So while they were living in this house, there are a couple of reported instances of people walking by the house and seeing the doll, I don't know, moving from room to room on its own through the windows. Uh Uh-huh. Or like glaring out the window at the street below. Okay. You know. And then, um, brace yourself for a huge bummer. Jean's wife eventually committed suicide. (gasps) Whoa! And Gene eventually died as well in the mid-70s. And it is said that he died with Robert tucked into bed next to him. Ah! But wait, there's more. Oh, I was worried that was the next words coming out of your mouth. Because now that the Otto family is dead, Robert is still in that house. He has been donated to a museum, but that wasn't for another 30 years or so. Okay. The house stayed unoccupied for a while. I can't imagine why. (laughs) I mean, Uh partly it's because there was a suicide in that house and Uh someone just died in it. And partly it's because it's the neighborhood creepy dollhouse. Uh-huh. So eventually, another family moved in. And a bunch of stuff from the Otto family was still there, including Robert. Okay. This new family immediately did not like Robert. Uh Uh-huh. The wife said he was creepy and he looked menacing. That's the word. Menacing. Yeah. That's a direct quote, too. That's what she says. That is a direct quote, not just a joke. No, no. She says it looked menacing. That is a quote. Their young daughter hated the doll. I put capital H-A-T-E-D. Hated the doll. And told her parents that the doll was mean And then on one occasion, it tried to attack her. Okay. So the family eventually, this is the family that eventually donated Robert to a museum. I don't think Robert likes girls. You don't say. (laughs) Yeah. Seems a little. It's a misogynistic doll. Wow. Eventually, this family donated Robert to a museum after an incident in 1994 in which the couple woke up in the middle of the night because they heard a weird sound. Flipped on the light and found Robert at the foot of the bed holding a kitchen knife. What? In his little doll hand. What? 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 And they were like, okay, he's gone. We're done. Donate him. Get him out. Wow, I wondered 
God, I wonder if that's true. I wonder if that's true as well. But whatever, what if it was true or not, that's his story. And you can now find Robert in the uh, Fort East Martello Museum. He's on display in a glass case. And behind him, as I think you could sort of see in the picture, there are a bunch of apology letters from people. Is that what that was? Yeah, because um, in this museum, there's a protocol with Robert that you have to follow where if you want to take a picture of him, you have to introduce yourself and then also say thank you at the end. So for whatever reason, people either don't follow the instructions or like, oh, this doll's stupid, whatever, and just take pictures. And then they go home and bad things happen to them. Oh my god. So the letters on the wall behind him are all from people who had terrible things happen to them when they, when they were home after not heeding the warning. Uh-huh. And the letters are from adults and children and some are handwritten, and some are typed, and wow. some of them are even in different languages. Wow. They're all apologizing or begging for forgiveness. Please stop haunting my house. And explaining all of the terrible things that have happened to them since that time. Wow. You can buy Robert the Doll souvenirs in the gift <laughs> shop. Of course. So I'm determined, determined to visit there one day. Not oh to get gosh. a Robert the Doll likeness doll, but just because. As long as we follow the rules, I'm down for that. <laughs> Absolutely. So like you said, I wish this was all... Well, actually, I don't wish this was all real. This is creepy. Um, <laughs> it's, it is hard to tell like which parts of this really did happen mm-hmm. and which kind of have just gotten super hyped over right. the years and which things are perpetuated by the family that maybe wanted to you know, get famous right. or whatever the case. But Robert is a real creepy looking doll either Man. way. And that's his story. Thank you for letting us talk about you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. We really appreciate it. I'm very happy that we could tell your story and, um, yeah. Please don't don't come after us. Oh my god. And that's your morbid moment. We're back, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a creepy doll story that you want us to talk about on the show, or if you have any other topics to suggest. Uh, go ahead and send us an email. It's morbidmoment at gmail.com. Morbidmomentpodcast. Morbidmomentpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. I always do that. Every time I'm like, I'm just like, that. that's my job while you say the, or the ending spiel is for me to check off the podcast part in my head Wait that you for say it. it. <laughs> morbidmomentpodcast at gmail.com. If you email morbidmoment, you might just email some random person. And yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if they'd appreciate that. No, they're probably weird. <laughs> so, so if you liked learning about Robert and want to help us share more stories like this one, go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. And that uh, really helps us get out there and get noticed. Yeah. If you really like us <laughs> and want more content from us, consider supporting us on Patreon. We put out blog posts, blooper tracks, secret mini episodes, and yes, we even send out spooky stickers <laughs> every month to people who donate at the sticker level. Yeah, and there's and there's even things like I I think we've talked about it before where there's, you know, even if you just chip in a dollar a month, you still get access to some of the stuff. Absolutely. A dollar is a perfectly good level to donate at. And now that we have these shiny new microphones, which was the original purpose of our Patreon page, 
we have some really cool ideas about where we want to go next with Patreon. So and maybe some like merch, maybe some get some live streams going, maybe fun some fun little visits to haunted places for yeah, future episodes. I, I would really like to do some on site episodes, either like recorded at a spooky location or just, you know, take where we can actually go to these places and, you know, either report our findings or just, you know, record them in these in these famous spooky places or do research research trips are fun mm-hmm. like i would really like to start like getting out there and uh seeing some of this stuff instead of just looking it up on the internet and you can make it happen so if you want to contribute to that go to www.patreon.com forward slash morbid moment this one is not morbid moment podcast i really liked how you were really really thinking about those w's i really got <laughs> stuck there so yeah, patreon.com forward slash more of a moment. Check out what we have to offer. We would really love to have you. And there should hopefully be a lot more soon. Now, now that, that we're, we're moving to this new schedule. Yeah, now that we're giving ourselves a little bit more time to work on all this stuff. Awesome. Uh, we're back. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. Let's have a feel good moment. Yeah. Okay, so normally we give a shout out to like some group or effort or artist or whatever that like we've really really liked um in the recent weeks or whatever we kind of you know give them a little signal boost um but this time when this was originally supposed to be recorded (laughs) so long ago it was on a certain someone's birthday so this will be a very 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 late shout out to my mom mom. yay (laughs) one of our absolute favorite and most dedicated listeners Aww. and just people in general. You know what? Mom, you're really cool. Thank you for trusting that I'm not secretly in a cult or like <laughs> murdering people and keeping them in my bathroom. You know, parents that support your weirdness, your creepiness, your spookiness, it's really the best. What more can I ask for? So uh, I originally was going to say, hope you have a great birthday, hmm. but... Glad you had a great birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is she, she may not listen to this for many more weeks. So yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> and she'll get her happy birthday in, I don't know, like July yeah. or something. <laughs> Maybe it's closer to her next birthday than the previous one. But real talk, though, my mom is a huge encouragement and like super inspiring. And part of the reason why I go out of my way to like try and really commit to this thing every week because she does so much cool stuff. And I want to be like, Mom, she's great and really neat and does uh, so smart and so creative and writes really good things and can play Mass Effect better than most humans. (laughs) And that's... uh, that's all. Happy birthday, Mom. So happy birthday, your mom. <laughs> I love you. I feel good now. This is great. Feel good moment complete. Fantastic. So, as always, I'm Stick. This has been Red. Toki the sound guy is... Gets a bunch of new fancy sound equipment to play with. Yeah. Well, let's hope he doesn't mess it up. <laughs> uh, you'll hear from us again in three weeks. But until then, stay morbid. Stay morbid. Woo! Yeah. <laughs>